When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Star Wars 7x7, episode 3247. Song is the final episode of season 2 of Star Wars Visions. And eh, compared to the excitement of the last few episodes, a bit of a letdown energetically, but still interesting in its own way. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we'll do our 7 takeaway breakdown situation starting with, as we usually do, when this could take place if it were actually to be considered a canon story. It's not. It is a <laughs> canon adjacent, at best, maybe a legendary story is another way of thinking about it. But because we have a Jedi operating out in the open, it suggests that it had to have happened prior to to the fall of the Republic. However, the fact that this Jedi is just hanging around and that the opening crawl of sorts <laughs> suggests that the Jedi have time to painstakingly deal with Kyber Crystals, it suggests that we are probably not that close to the fall of the Republic, that the Jedi have time to be goofing around with stuff like this. So yeah, we're not in the Clone Wars yet either, but we don't seem to be in High Republic era necessarily either. So I would say, yeah, you know, somewhere between the High Republic and the Phantom Menace is probably a likely place to put this if you were to try to put it on a timeline. And as with other Visions episodes, like In the Stars or The Bandits of Golak, we have a young character who does not do what they're told, and it nearly causes a whole heck of a lot of problems, and in some cases it gets people killed, in some cases it almost gets people killed, and this is an almost scenario. It's not exactly a Star Wars trope, particularly. I think it's a general storytelling trope. However, it is kind of interesting to see how often it's been popping up in this particular batch of Star Wars storytelling. For a third takeaway, I'll say that this episode has a really intriguing idea about how the Sith had poisoned the entirety of this planet's kyber crystals and basically it makes this planet sort of a you know Sith version of Ilum where I guess in the dark times, you know, the previous old dark times, not the Empire dark times, but the times when the Sith were much more populous and running amok across the galaxy before this whole rule of two business, right? They would have needed something like Ilum for their own Kyber crystal supply. So that's actually particularly fascinating. And for a fourth takeaway related to that, it is also kind of interesting that we're given the idea that normal kyber crystal, non-bled kyber crystal, is actually more structurally stable for the environment around it than the bled red kyber crystal. 
For a fifth takeaway, we can talk about the plot, but it also ties in to something that I particularly found kind of puzzling about story decisions in this episode. Basically, the plot revolves around the fact that Au has this amazing vocal singing ability, and over the course of the story, we discover that her ability is not only a force power of a sort, but it also has the ability to turn the kyber crystals from red back to blue, to purify the kyber crystals that have been corrupted by the Sith. And we find out early on in the episode that the Jedi are taking the kyber crystals that are being mined by the people on this planet and they are painstakingly purifying them themselves. But if it is so easy for Au to purify the kyber crystals with the voice, right, with singing, then why would Kratu, the Jedi involved in this story, take Au off the planet? I mean, I understand why, well, if you, you know, see somebody with Force abilities, then yes, maybe you want to potentially consider bringing them into the Jedi Order, but considering how difficult it is for the Jedi to purify these crystals and how easy it is for Au to do it, why wouldn't they just keep Au there? For a sixth takeaway, I'll also say that I did find it a little bit odd that Abat, who is Au's dad, says that Au is the first of their kind to leave the planet. And, you know, it's kind of surprising considering that they definitely have interstellar traffic happening in Kratu or Kratu is one example of this. There's a port authority there, so they have some sort of shipyards, but the fact that nobody from you know their species has left the planet, or maybe it's just nobody from their family, I'm not really sure, red like in the planet, had ever left. And so, you know, that was a little bit surprising and puzzling to me as well, especially the assertion, considering that, you know, there are a lot of other of this particular species on the planet. So how would Abat know? I guess that was already put in a questioning <laughs> mode by the idea that the Jedi would take Au off the planet rather than take advantage of the fact that these kyber crystals could be purified so easily. And for a seventh fun fact kind of situation, well, the planet's name is Korba, and it occurred to me that that was kind of in the neighborhood of Korriban, which is an ancient name for the Sith homeworld. It's absolutely desolate at the time of the Clone Wars, where we see it under the name Moriband when Yoda goes there in Season 6 in The Lost Missions. But apparently before the Sith laid waste to it, Korriban was a fertile, life-supporting world. And so this made me kind of wonder about the idea of whether we are super far back in time, like even before the High Republic necessarily, and that we're seeing, you know, a planet that could be a Korriban in somebody else's legendary storytelling where, you know, the Sith were active in the galaxy and then disappeared and then came back again. And then because of the fact that they took Au off of there, there's still a lot of red kyber crystal on this planet. So yeah, that's just sort of the headcanon rabbit hole that I went tumbling down. And those are the things I wanted to highlight for you for Au's song, which is the ninth and final episode from season two of Star Wars Visions. And that is going to do it for this episode of the podcast. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited by their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.